All right, everyone, welcome back to the uh, H&D podcast, where, frankly, two unqualified idiots continue to talk about sports. May I We've add, got- <laughs> double unqualified, we, as we just had, or as we're having a uh, interview uh, with our two, well, I'd say mainly volleyball captains, and so uh, we didn't really know anything about that. Yeah, so we, I don't know, it was, it was an interesting time, but I think it went very well. I think you guys will enjoy it very much. We've got quite the... Line up for the episode today. We've got Allie Joyce and Warren Donnelly with an interview, as Caleb just mentioned. We've got another segment. We're bringing it back over under. We've got a uh, an apology from me since I was wrong about the Penn State and Iowa game. We've got some college football talk, mainly about Iowa and Penn State, Bama. We've got all sorts of things, and then we will wrap up with a little bit of NFL talk. So, enjoy the interview. I guess I don't know. All right, welcome to the interview part of the podcast, and today we have Allie Joyce and Warren Donnelly. If no one does not know, Allie is the libero for our team, our uh, high school volleyball team, and Woe is the main setter. Just a couple of stats before we get into the questions. Allie this year uh, has had 137 SUC, and Warren has had 275 assists and leads the team, and both of them lead the team sets played. So we'll start off with a question just for you, Allie, mainly. Just some volleyball 101 since Kale and I know absolutely nothing. What is the libero and, like, why is it important? Um, so a libero is a person. A lot of people point it out as the person that wears the different colored jersey, but it's basically a designated passer. So this person plays somebody's back row all the way around so I play two people's back row instead of one um uh you can play a libero out of any or a left middle or right and I play out of the left so I play for our middles which is confusing but wait it's, so like the libero can be like anywhere they want basically in the back row yeah you can put them in any position but normally typically they go out of um the middle or left because setters are in right side okay so yeah <laughs> And that's low. <laughs> yes, that's <All> right. <laughs> so what is, where's your favorite spot to set? Like Okay, um favorite spot to set, I'd say definitely quicker sets. Those are a lot more like higher action, like coming Fun. through. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um I'd say probably one sixes or threes, which that kind of means like nothing to you guys because you don't really know what that no, means. It's not- <laughs> but um, so ones they're just really quick sets right in front of me, and sixes are basically the same but just right behind my head. And then threes are kind of outside a little bit more. Like I don't really know how to explain it out there for you guys to put it in simple terms, but it's just a really quick set to get a nice hit off of it. And I just like those a lot because it really, like, takes the other team off their feet. They don't really expect it right away, and yeah. Well, yeah. I noticed that uh, one game, you had this, like, really dirty move where you looked like you were going to set it, and you, like, and you just, your hand over. And oh, I, you dump. Yes. I, I thought that was the most yeah. perfect thing I've ever seen. It was... It was like, I don't know. Yes. How to Caleb's do it. mind was just blown. I <laughs> did do like a lot of dumps last year, like over the net, but like this year, usually I don't. And like Coach Young usually doesn't have me dump that much anymore because like she wants to get a lot of hits in for our hitters, which I think is really good. And 
the right way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like if it's a slow set or if like sometimes I'll do that if our set or our hitters aren't necessarily like hitting it very well at the moment or something, and we just kind of need something else to get us going again. That's when I'll do that. But um, all right, so I'll just throw this in. Uh, how did you guys feel about last night's game? I think you played Starmont, right? We played uh. uh uh, conference tournament, which was Starmont, Northland, and Mac Valley, and we haven't beat Northland in our four years of playing volleyball, and we beat them last night. So that was a pretty good feeling. Yeah. Um, when you're in a tournament play, you only play three games, or the best out of three, which in like other games you play during the season, you play out of five. So, okay, I gotcha. we took them to three and one, and then we lost to Starmont and won against Mac Valley, so that put us in second for the tournament. Yeah. Nice. So, that means we play on Saturday at Coweet. Yes. But, yeah, it was definitely tiring last night. We had to play yeah. two games in a row, but three total, and it was just, it's a lot for one night, playing that many sets all yeah. the time, but especially for Allie and I, too, just... <laughs> We're in constantly, yeah. we're moving around all the time, and yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. So, I mean, oh, sorry. I can kind of relate to that, because I know high school, like, Little League's different, and especially yeah. it's baseball and volleyball, it's two different sports, but uh, Earlville was number one in our Little League, and we were the we were worst-ranked team, if not second-to-worst-ranked, and we went out there, and we started off with Jack hitting a double, and we just... Went off from there and we beat him, so it was yeah. really nice. Just brings you back to old days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Little League was so much. It was so fun. Yeah. All right. I know you guys mentioned the Cat Week game, but like I'll just jump past that. Uh, I know your first playoff, or like I don't know if is it called playoffs? First round, of yeah. Yeah, first yeah. rounds yeah. against Regional Don play. Bosco and yep. regionals. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, is there anything? Um, we played them at our last tournament, and we really held up with them the whole time and just had a few little lulls that mm. could definitely be changed and we do have the potential to win so yeah i would say definitely during tournaments like because those are on we get up at like seven in the morning and it's just really early for all of us and we're really tired and it takes a yeah. little bit for us to get going but i think that if we just play our hardest like we did against back valley that one thursday night like last week that's probably our best games I think we've had all season and I think if we play that way then we've got a good chance against them yeah definitely agree all right um so what's your favorite memory about volleyball no I don't even know where to start there's so many there's a lot of good memories (laughs) um I honestly don't know if I can pick just one but one that recently happened because I can't remember all of them but um it was in practice a few weeks ago and we were doing a drill and we had to get the jump boxes in there because we were working on snapping our wrists for hitting wise. And um, Frankie Dolan jumped oh, up God. on the box and like it slid out from underneath of her and she completely just fell. And it was, <laughs> it was so funny. It was great. But I wasn't there to see it. But yeah, you were on the other side of the court. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, think I even heard something about that. Yeah, that <laughs> it was happened. great. Yeah. Uh, I just heard a bunch of laughing. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of good times. We have fun time in practice. So, yeah. Everything. I don't know. We're just kind of a goofy team. So, it makes it fun. Even just during, like, hitting lines sometimes, if we all, like, get into it and just have a lot of fun together, those are, like, the best times part of our practice. Singing out numbers and 
It's just, it's a good time. Yeah, we're just trying to get through pies together, trying to make the best of it, having to run all the time. Love Coach Young. Yes. Uh, Like, I know, like, football, it's, we can't really mess around much. It's, our coaches are really focused. Yeah. But, like, baseball and track, I mean, wrestling, there is times to mess around, but it's a lot of uh, just keep working. It's a lot of one-minute drills. Yeah. But especially track and baseball, it's a lot of, messing around and mm-hmm. having fun with the sport yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it makes it fun all right well uh just to wrap up do you guys have any like plans after high school athletically like I know well you're probably planning on playing basketball uh yeah I want to play basketball I narrowed it down to Loris or Warburg for school wise and athletically I think I want to play basketball at either one of those schools but, yeah, I have no idea really what I want to do yet for career-wise. <laughs> there's just there's a lot of jobs out there that I'm not really aware of yet, but, I mean, I'll find something to do, though. So, so, I'm just – I know I'm only a junior, but, like, people yeah. ask me – any time anyone asks me what I want to do after high school, I just, like, freak out. I'm just like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. You got some time. It's all right. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got any plans after high school? Well, yeah, we still, like – educational or academically um i am planning right now to go to iowa for psychology and then um get my master's in child life so gotcha maybe like do some intramurals or something keep it fun i don't know we'll see it's all up in the air i know like i so i injured my knee in eighth grade and i had to go to physical therapy which i thought was really mm-hmm. i everyone like most people complain about it i thought it was really fun the only yeah. only bad part about it is my physical therapist was a nebraska fan <laughs> and but he was a really good guy so I've actually like I I want to be a physical therapist now yeah. he really inspired me and it, it just yeah. seemed like a fun job overall so yeah definitely it was pretty cool I thought about doing that too but mm-hmm. alright so we're going to wrap up this interview uh, we'd like to thank these two for coming out yeah, and thanks, thanks for See especially you. dealing with our um, lack of knowledge about volleyball <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. and then we'll see you in the next segment over under All right, so now we're on to our next segment, Over Under. As you know, it's where we pick a player or a team, and we say we give our opinion of if they're overrated or underrated. Um, that was a very good interview, by the way. Uh, I'm going to start this off with Aaron Rodgers this year. This year? This year. Okay. Um, I'll say, I'll say underrated just because... I really do feel like there hasn't been that much talk about him. He's been solid as always. Obviously, we all know that he's not in his prime. But I think he's had a very solid year with the uh, Packers this year. So I'll go a little bit on a limp and say underrated just because I feel like I've heard a lot more talk about all like other quarterbacks, respectfully. So uh, what do you think about that one? Uh, I would say underrated because this year – it's not that he he's had a great career. He just hasn't really played out as well this year as he normally would. Yeah. And I'd say he's just a little underrated over it uh, because everyone you don't hear many great things about him anymore. You no, you really it. don't because he's just, out of his prime. Like obviously his numbers are going to be a lot lower than they usually are. The Packers just, just I would argue the Packers' offense isn't as explosive. At the very least, it's a little more run dependent. Uh yeah, Devontae Adams. He's still a great wide receiver. I still put him in my top three, but he just I think with Aaron Rodgers not playing as well as he normally would, it really hurts Devontae Adams too. I feel like 
I really do feel like the addition of, like, Aaron Jones, is that what his name is? Yeah. Uh, Aaron Jones. I feel like, because they finally, in many years, have a reliable running back that they can go off of. So I feel like that's going to, like, hurt his numbers in general, but I would say underrated. So, uh... Aaron Jones is their running back. Did I say Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought you were talking about, like... Because he's they're being really run dependent this yeah, year. Yeah, they are being very run dependent. I thought it'd be so I think it'll naturally hurt Aaron Rodgers' uh, uh, numbers. Yeah. Yeah. My bad, my bad. All right, so I'll throw another one at you here. What do you think about the Cardinals and Kyler Murray? Obviously, Ooh, if, okay, this is good just because they are the. Uh, uh, I think they're the only five and O team. They left are the this only year. five and O team left this year. Uh, oh, this is really good. Um, let's say before we get into it, uh, if you guys don't know, we have a friend Chase Fultz, hardcore Cardinals fan. So every every, every week, week you hear about every it. week that they win, we have to hear about how great they are. So I feel I feel it's that all, we both have very strong opinions. It's all this. over his social media story. He'll talk to you about it for about thirty yeah, minutes, and you can't escape it. He'll you'll try and it, to- and it hurts me the most as I am a Seahawks fan, <laughs> both living in the NFC West. Seahawks obviously not playing out this year like they should. <laughs> All right, so what do you think about them? Uh, mm, I wish we could say perfectly rated because, so I I mean since they are five and zero, I'll go underrated. Uh, because I didn't expect them to be five and zero five weeks into the season. Not gonna lie, but last time I'm pretty sure I saw a thing. Last time they were five and zero, they ended the season five and eleven. But that was with Josh Rosen. And so, since they are 5-0, I'll go underrated, uh, especially the, those off-season picks like J.J. Watt, James Conner, A.J. Green. I mean, I know A.J. Green's really not playing like he should because no. his, his career was wasted by the Bengals when his prime was. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think, it's, uh, I think I'll just go a little underrated. Uh, but Kyler Murray is definitely an MVP candidate this year. All short boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Uh... I don't know. I kind of disagree with you. I think they're a little overrated this year. Just I don't feel. Granted, I know I'm extremely biased because of Chase, but I just don't feel like they've really been that great. I, don't, I just feel like they don't feel like a five and O team to me. They don't feel like the only undefeated team to me. Just because like I'm looking at their games. Realistically, they've had some solid ones, but most of them have been just cheap I'm games. Pretty sure they, they almost lost to the Vikings, first of all. Well, so the Seahawks did lose to the Vikings, but I'm pretty sure they did play the Rams, and the Rams were supposed to be number one. So. The, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to go slightly overrated just because I'm not sold on them being – especially not sold on them being a Super Bowl contender. Uh, I, I don't think Super Bowl contender, but – NFC Championship, I could see they are actually a really solid. You team think they'll? Year. You think they'll fall short in the NFC Championship? Uh, I don't think they could go to the Super Bowl. I I mean I might just be saying that because I hate them, but <laughs> uh, they are they are a very good team this year. And oh, absolutely! But I just don't feel like they should be the only five zero team. That just doesn't feel right to me. All right, I'll throw this one at you. So my next two are Iowa players. Not gonna lie. All right, you might have to remind me, but yeah, go ahead. Tyler Goodson. Um, He's the running back. back. I'm going to say underrated. I feel like I just... I feel like I didn't really hear much about him before the season started. And part part of it's because the offense, Iowa offense, just isn't that good. I feel like he isn't given the credit. Because, like, he is... I think he is one of the best running backs in college football. I just... I do. He's very explosive. He's very dynamic. 
he can he can give the offense a little life sometimes. The only thing I think that hurts them is due to their passing game being so weak. I feel like he doesn't flourish as much as he should. But I'll say underrated, just because I really do feel like he is one of the best, one of the best running backs in college football right now, and he just isn't credited with it. Yeah, absolutely. Because whenever you hear about uh, Iowa's offense, you're always hearing slander over Spencer Peters. You never hear how good Tyler Goodson's yeah. doing. Uh, but I feel like I feel like Spencer Peters, uh, like there was one pass against the uh, Penn State game, which I know we'll get into, where people were slandering Nico Regani on a drop ball. But if you look at it, Nico Regani uh, just made his cut into his route, turned his head, and the ball was already at his eyes. Oh, I think I know what you're talking. And about. so he really didn't have no reaction time, no. which I put that on. I put that on Spencer. He really threw that too soon. I feel like he just doesn't feel as comfortable in the pocket as he should. And all right, well, while we're like talking about Spencer Peters, he's actually one of mine. How would you say he's overrated or underrated? Underrated, just because. Really? No. Well, okay. No. I can... No. Hear me out. Uh. He just like I said. All whenever you hear about Spencer Peters, all it is is Spencer Peters slander. You never hear any. I do. You never hear any of his uh, positive like accomplishments. Because he is, you have to get. Even though I don't like him, you do have to give him the respect. He is a quarterback at one of the best schools in college football right now. Yeah. But I don't think that means he's good. But I do feel like all you do here is negative. Like he, you never hear anything good about Spencer Petras. You never no. hear, oh, he threw this great ball. No, it's always okay. There's one pass he did complete, but he, he still sucks. Like yeah, which like, let's be honest, he isn't that good. He but. isn't. <laughs> I hate to say it, he isn't, but uh, he's just he's there, and I, I just I don't know. I've I. Have, I'm with you. I have mixed feelings about it because I do feel bad for him because he does deserve a little credit, not a lot of credit, but I feel like he deserves at least a little bit. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll end my last month. Riley Moss, he just got injured on a celebration. They say just a couple-week injury. Okay. I just want to say before I get into it, that has got to be the absolute worst way to go out. Oh, I know. I, especially on a celebration. Uh, but if you've seen, like, he's not the first player to well, do it. Well, at first when I saw it, I was like, oh, he just, like, maybe rolled something. He'll be out for, like, a couple of days. And then I heard he was out for a couple of weeks, and I was like, oh. No, it was, he, like, did something to his knee, and it's not, knees are never a good deal, but. Oh, no. Never. Um. Um. I would say, I'll give it to him. I'll say underrated. I feel like, yet again, like kind of with Goodson, I feel like he is one of the best, uh, best backs and defensive backs in the uh, college football. And he's just, I feel like I never really hear much about him. He's I feel a- like, and I'm. I think personally, the defense as a whole is what makes it so great. It's not just one or two players. Like they don't have one edge rusher that makes them great. But I do think he is like a shining light in that defense. He really is like you don't you don't get that many interceptions just by chance. Yeah, he's arguably the best uh defensive player. That oh, Iowa I would has. Say, I would say he is. Oh, I thought you were gonna go college football. I would say he's one of the best defense or oh, he is, maybe he, is the best. He's arguably the best and, defensive back, but he's off he's arguably also the best defensive player at Iowa has. I mean, uh, like right now, like right now, because uh, I mean, those linebackers are also really good. I mean, oh god, yeah, Benson Campbell. I was about to say, you gotta give them credit too. I think if I under if I remember right, even though they're like an absolute menace in the like receiving game, they they block up running holes or like they block up running holes like 
really well. Yeah, you're not, I don't feel I don't feel like any team has had a great running game like running. You're not gonna run. Showing. Uh, you're not gonna run much against that Iowa defense. If anything, no. uh, what kills against the Penn State game as we're gonna get into it was definitely those bubble screens off to the side. Yeah, those did really get to him. Uh, all right, I'll throw you, throw you my last one here. How do you feel about the SEC? Obviously. Oh. Obviously, Al- Georgia's still on top. Georgia's Alabama win. just took just dropped a fat one against uh, I think Texas A and M. Yeah. Uh, How do you feel? Ooh, that's and, a toughie. And there's also there's a, I know there's a couple mid tier teams like Florida. I think there's someone else I just don't know on the top of my head. SEC is uh, definitely so overrated. Uh, they always produce great teams, right? But they're oh, always no. they always produce offensive players. They're never like whenever you think of the SEC, SEC you think of oh, offense. it's always high scoring games. It's always like forty to thirty. Like you yeah, nev- you never really have like there's no really much of a defense. As like I I honestly think the Big Ten produces the best defenses. Oh God, yeah, because like every game like you could blame it on the offenses too. But there's been some great offenses. Like they've shown it through the playoffs. Like Ohio State's had some amazing offenses. Whenever you think of, but they've always been held to at least like thirty points. Whenever you think of uh, defense and SEC, it's it, your mind goes straight to Georgia because Georgia's about the only team in the SEC that I can think of that plays a true defense. Like the rest of these defenses on like Bama and stuff, I feel like they just like they're just there. They're pretty just they like they don't try as hard. As I was say, I have to agree with you because like, let's be realistic. There's no reason I'm trying to pull it up here if I can find it. There is no reason why even Mercer should be scoring 14 points against an Alabama defense. Yeah. They should, like, maybe three, like, maybe a field goal or a touchdown because of, like, bad field position or, like, really good field position for Mercer. But there's no reason why they should be scoring that much. Yeah. And even, like, even the Florida-Bama game, like... 31 to... 31 to 29. Yeah. Maybe I haven't really watched Florida's. I haven't watched Florida in a while this year. But last I knew, they did not have that good at offense. So I don't know. Their defense is just not good, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like defense really brings out the SEC. Because if you had like a great defense on all of the SEC teams, they'd be such great games because you have all these yeah. high explosive off high explosive offensive players, and then really solid defenses. But you know, the defense is more the Big Ten thing. Mm-hmm. The offense is more the SEC thing. Like, and even if we'll get we'll get back into the yeah yeah the college football talk, but there's no reason why you should score 38 points and still lose a game, in my opinion. Yeah, that's just absurd. I so, mean, what we had that Super Bowl a couple years ago that the score was like 60 to 55 or something like that. I would I don't know I I would have to agree with you with that the SEC is overrated. I think Bama and Georgia. I still think they're. Both of them are at least top three teams in college football. I think Penn football. State should be better than Alabama in the rankings. Aren't they? Better? No. They're six? They're six. Who's ahead? It's, well, remind Oklahoma. Me, it's Oklahoma. It's uh, Georgia 1, Iowa 2, Cincinnati 3, which I'm not sure I about. thought Cincinnati was 4 and Oklahoma was 3. No, I think Oklahoma's 4. Oh. Oklahoma's 4 and then it's Bama. But I, I would have to agree with you. I think it's overrated. I guess you could say the defense is just their style of play, but it's just I don't see it being feasible against any other conference, especially not against the Big Ten. Because if you play, if Iowa plays Penn State or Bama, if Iowa can match, if Iowa can match Alabama athletically, like up front, I think they would win a game. 
That's the only problem I have with it. I don't think they can play him out front. I think Bama would be able to play him one-on-one. But that's besides the point. I think with a healthy defense, we could, like as you know, Riley Moss is out, which I mean, I think that's one of the only players that's out. But I think with him in, uh, it'd definitely be a lot better of a chance. All right. Well, I think that's the wrap of uh, our over-under I think we should just roll into the college football talk. You have, I would like you to introduce something that you've been waiting all uh, week for. <laughs> ben, let's see how what, what time it is. Uh, I, I'll, all start, right. I'll start a timer. I want, at 14.15, you're going to have a 30-second apology start, and I'll tell you when. Ready? No, I've got the timer. You start it. Go. All right, so clearly, and you know I hate to admit this, I was wrong about the Penn, and I- Penn State and Iowa game. I think there were plenty of factors that led to that game, which both positive and negative, we'll get into it. But I can't like I really can't tiptoe around it. I was wrong and I just I don't really know what else to say about it. I don't like it, but I was wrong. I just that's all I can say. So I was a college football player. All right, contender. that's thirty seconds. Let's get let's get into. So I stuff. was a college football player playoff contender. Sure. That's, no, that's, that's a yes. That's a yes. That is the best you'll get. That's out a of yes. I was still gotta win every. I was still gotta go undefeated. Yeah, that's watch us lose say. to Purdue though. <laughs> no, watch you lose to Nebraska. <laughs> nah, dude, I'd actually probably just jump off a bridge. <laughs> I think every, the whole state of Iowa would just collectively jump off a bridge if. Iowa lost in Nebraska. But speaking of Iowa... Let's so, talk about the Iowa Penn Yeah, State I was about game. to say, like, I thought it was... I watched most of it. If anyone didn't know the final score, Iowa won 23-20. Uh, how, like... Is there any... you have any strong feelings about it? Okay, so I was at the game. Oh, I forgot about that. You were one of those and, guys. Uh, it was definitely those... Especially those last three minutes. I think... When we were up 23-20, to but we couldn't could control the ball and run the clock. We were having such trouble with it. I'm just glad we couldn't or we our defense was so good to keep him out of the field. Well, I was gonna say, hold on. Do you like were you I was always still a little confused when I saw you guys were giving them the ball back towards the end. Yeah, I I, I don't really I we couldn't I don't I don't know if it's just because we couldn't get a first parents, but I like obviously I'm not the mastermind or like the coach, but I didn't understand. That. I think it's more of Brian Ferentz's play calling. Um like if like obviously at that point like you can understand it because the defense have been dominating them the whole second half. Yeah, but I just thought that was a little irrational. Like, I think even though I think the offense wasn't playing that strongly at that point with the momentum, I feel like you could have relied them to get at least ten yards, especially with Tyler Goodson in the offensive line. I I really think we could have just ran the ball because they were they were having trouble stopping, uh, some of the run. I think, uh, not really like the, like the uh wide side of the field run but I feel like if we threw like a counter in there um that'd been a counter would have definitely threw them off because they you could tell were they yelling like were they following Goodson anytime you guys yeah so like or like uh, a hard play action or something like well we only ran one play action and that really that we ran one play action and it was a touchdown pass to Nico Regani because they were just (laughs) focused on Tyler Goodson in the backfield uh which is my favorite part of it I had, like, no hope, and then here comes Brian Ferentz with one play action, <laughs> and it's a touchdown because we couldn't run it any other time. But, yeah, that was definitely a that – was, that was really fun to watch. So I 
I think I would just like to point out. I think that the crowd in in uh in the stadium deserves at least partially oh, the crowd, I, dude. Because like the fact, okay, first the fact of all, that you couldn't hear yourself scream uh, was it that loud? You couldn't hear yourself scream, and so whenever you were yelling, you couldn't hear yourself, and I feel like that is definitely what caused the ten false starts that Penn State had. Oh no, it was the root cause of it. But can we just talk about? I don't think, I think Penn State always went off of like a clapping signal. I don't think they had a set. Like I don't think they had anything, and I think that was part of it because everyone was ho- like hooting and I don't think you were hollering. If you can't hear yourself scream, I don't think you're gonna hear a clap. No. I don't think you're gonna hear your quarterback, which is no. which is why we won. So like they they fall start all the time, right? But we we'd silent down for our offense so they can hear everything, and. If that's just the base of it. Like, we could hear our quarterback. They couldn't hear theirs. Um, people would argue that it was the backup quarterback uh, that 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 lost in the game. Uh, if we're going to argue that, Riley Moss, gone. Okay, okay. Well, Riley Moss. Whatever. Riley Moss is out. That is the one thing. Okay, that's the and one. And also, if you're going to blame it on that, so pretty much what you're telling me is that this quarterback came into a game, like, with without a next man in mentality and – if you take out their one quarterback, I just if think, you take out Sean Clifford, they're done. Is what you're telling me? Like, I don't think they would have been done. I think Iowa still could have come back. I'm just not sure if the final result would have been so low scoring because I was gen like, even though I knew I had this thirty second apology, most of me was still wanting Iowa to win. But like, I felt like I was like deeply concerned when it was fourteen to three because like I think Penn State scored on the first two drives and I. Like, literally the first thing I thought was, oh, no, they I'm can't stop sure them. You snapped me, and you were like, I know I... Yeah, no, I was talking trash to you, too. You were like, I know I uh, made this 30-second... I know uh, I don't want to do this 30-second apology, but I just don't want an I Iowa don't, to I win. Didn't want, I didn't want Iowa to get rolled. Like, even if they lost, I wanted them to still have a chance. But, I don't know. I just... I do think... I do think the backup quarterback was at least a portion of it. Well, at least like a third of it, because he. But that, but you that, saw, but then you're telling me that you Penn State relies on one one single player, which I mean, obviously it's not true because they were killing us on those bubbles and we couldn't stop true. it. They were running it. They, they. I think there was one drive they ran it probably five to six times and they got probably eight yards off of it every time. But I think I just feel it has to be said that like, their backup quarterback was horrible. There's no way around. Well, it. Well, also like, you're not the. Like uh, in, I think it was the right tackle, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that wasn't helping because he was the one that jumped every single time. I mean, I really, know, I know he's far from the quarterback. I, mean, I didn't pay that close attention, but I could see uh, the left, the le- or the right guard jumped. I think once or twice, but it was always whenever the every time the left guard jumped or not left guard, right guard, excuse me, uh, the right tackle also did. But the right tackle is the one that jumped every single time. Yeah, as it said, but I don't. Know, I guess I'm just. You know I don't like admitting that I'm wrong, but I guess I'm wrong. I guess defense did win the game, but I don't know. Uh, anything else you want to say about it before we move on? Um, go Hawks. Go Haw- Hawks by a million? or Hawks by a million. Hawks by a trillion, if by you By a would. trillion? Hawks by you a trillion. You skipped a billion. I don't care you about it. You skipped a one billion. Billion's too low you for the s- Hawks. Billion's too low for the Hawks. So is million. I don't know why I say million. Hawks by a trillion. Whatever. Hey, Mr. Dockstater. I'm Mr. Dockstater. You making something again? Yeah, yeah. podcast. Video? Podcast. Yeah. Oh, for the buck? Not the, no, not this, the one, buck this one's different. 
Oh, it's different. Okay. All right. <laughs> that was our principal, Mr. Doc Stater, just coming in. All right. So next big topic, obviously there was a lot happening in college football. We covered it a little bit. Alabama somehow lost. Both them and Georgia looked like they could do no wrong. Like, is any big opinions about it? Um, Alabama has always has always been really overrated. Um, uh, but I don't think I just don't, I never thought they were. I mean, I always thought they were really great, like really good. But you didn't think they were number two. I don't think they were number one. The, I, all right. The funny thing about all this though is like. I remember hearing week one. Granted, I haven't heard any, like, Nick Saban things ever since. But I remember Nick Saban, like, sounded genuinely concerned week one because he didn't think that they could play a full game or compete. And obviously they couldn't. They ought, like, well, okay, they I competed think the, against I think, Florida. I think the five But besides star, that, it's been not great. I think that's the thing with three stars is they know their place. Three, four stars, they know their place. You get that many five stars, they're so hot-headed and they think they can run it. Like... I just don't think that five stars. You don't are really think there's enough humbleness in the five. Because like, no. let's be realistic. You're playing at Alabama. Yeah, you, you gotta let that settle. In. You're playing at Alabama. You're playing, and for a coach that gets paid, I think three million, averagely three million more dollars than an NFL coach. Actually. Actually. Wow. All right. Uh, He's gonna need to win the Natty since this year since uh his his uh I think it was a stat that he won the Natty has many regular season losses now he's probably down a loss on the Natty so yeah all right so before we move on and obviously we've talked a lot about the game already do you think Alabama deserves the number five spot mm. I think I think I think they should play Cincinnati to settle it. <laughs> I think it's what has to happen. So, well, if we're going to go that, they might as well play Iowa. And then no, <laughs> Iowa's number two. Iowa's so, number two. <laughs> I don't know. What I personally think, I think, like, the committee was just trying to save themselves because they want to favor Alabama. Mm-hmm. I think what will happen is, I don't know who they're playing. Oh, they're playing Mississippi State. I think they'll beat them by, like, 50 or something because yeah, Nick Saban's... Yeah, but they were all supposed to probably beat Nick... Or they were probably also supposed to beat Tex... Probably supposed to beat Texas A and M by fifty. Well, Texas A and M wasn't even ranked. Well, Texas A and M's ranked twenty first now, so I can't imagine. Yeah, they were too but far they off. What, they just beat Alabama. That cast a boost on them at least yeah, a lot. True. I don't know, but uh, so what I think what's going to personally happen? I think they're going to beat Mississippi by fifty points, Let's and just then pull they're going to give them a schedule. Alabama. I don't think besides the Iron Bowl with Auburn, I don't think they play anyone else this year. Or wait, do they have to play Georgia yet? No, Georgia was week one, wasn't no, it? No, it's supposed to be the Natty, but whatever. Um, I don't know how good LSU is this year. Obviously, LSU not is not good. They're not good. Uh, I mean, Auburn's not ranked, but that's always a great game for no reason. Has no, like... Oh, well, it's the Iron Bowl. Has no point of being a great it's, game. It's competitive it's Auburn, no matter what. Auburn can literally be 0-8, and, and they will still give Alabama a run for their money. Uh, Tennessee used to be good. They aren't really... No, anymore. they're not. I mean, Arkansas is the only ranked team they've have. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's the thing that I have a tough time with Alabama. Like, they really like if you look at their strength of schedule, Razorbacks. It's, just, it's not good. The Razorbacks. Yeah, but yeah, Al- that's the thing with Alabama. Alabama's schedule is always so easy, and so you never see them actually play until it comes into the college playoffs. So before we jump in, let's get the final answer. Do you think they deserve the number five spot? Um, like I said, I think they should play uh, Cincinnati. Alright, that's that's good enough. I'll take because, that as a yes. Because, uh, I'll take that as a yes. Because uh Iowa deserves number two and so uh, 
you, you sound really defensive about this number two spot. <laughs> you sound a little worried whenever it comes up. No. <laughs> only, to, only to Purdue. Oh, okay. <laughs> only to Purdue. That's, if they get past Purdue, they'll win the Natty. That's all. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb Dirks, 2021. All right. So, with our last thing in college football. Rattler's overrated. Trash. Doesn't okay, I was, I was always going to get into it. If Doesn't anyone didn't know. Uh, the Red Red River rivalry. Uh, Go Caleb Williams. Texas and Oklahoma. I know that uh, basically Caleb they Williams were getting, the Heisman. All right, I'm just gonna give it over. I'm just gonna get over with. Do you think? Obviously, you answered this 20 times. Do you think Spencer Rattler is over? Overrated. Overrated. Trash. Do you think he'll how are you come sp- back? How are you? He'll he'll start. He'll start. You I think he'll start? He'll start. But you think Caleb Williams should be? I think Caleb Williams should be back. Yeah, I think they give Caleb Williams at least a quarter or two. Spencer will start. But how are you supposed to be, like, the Heisman pick? Like, the number one quarterback can be a Heisman pick and then just what I think, do that. What I think personally happened is I think Oklahoma, like, they're coming off of Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. In my opinion, maybe not some of the best quarterbacks, but they're up there and at least in the top 20%. I think they're coming off of that. So I think anyone that was going to grace Oklahoma. Like, well, I mean, grace Kyler Murray, Oklahoma helmet was going to be overrated. Kyler Murray, if he keeps going the way he is, he does have a shot to an MVP in the NFL. So. But, so, yeah, he obviously came in, I think Hale Williams came in sometime, like, second half. Spencer Rattler basically got benched. They came back, and he just never saw the field again. And I think what amazes me is I think you, if you look at the QBR, Caleb Williams had a 98.1. Rattler had an 11. Yeah. It's abs- that's just absurd. 8 for 15, 111 yards, zero touchdowns, and one pick. And then you got Caleb Williams over here, the true GOAT. The true GOAT. <laughs> 16 for 25, 212 yards, and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, so you don't you obviously he will start and obviously but you think Kale Williams should be the play should be like I think they should give him another like half or something test him out again, uh but, uh as you can see I mean Caleb Williams landed two touchdowns Spencer Rattler had none that running back must be pushing that offense I haven't, I haven't watched any Oklahoma football but I don't think I really don't think they're deserving of number four I don't know who is deserving of number four I don't think it's Alabama Not either Bama. <laughs> My, I don't think it's Bama I don't think it's Oklahoma I just I don't really agree with the rankings right now anyways but that's just me I agree with them you do you really agree with them or is it just because I was number two I don't agree with them because <laughs> Iowa should be number one whatever we'll, said it okay. I said it okay I said it Wow, that was. We're just, we're just gonna move on, because <laughs> I don't really know what to say about that. Because I could have a whole argument about that. No, I I think and I, you know I, I was no, right. actually, you know actually, I'd be right. Actually, I think that Iowa is deserving of their spot of number two. Uh, but you don't feel like they should be number one. You don't feel like they're better than Georgia. Georgia's good. Georgia's <laughs> real good. Georgia's really good. Georgia's really good, guys. Right. I just called Georgia winning the Natty since the beginning of the season. All right, so wrapping up. We got some NFL talk, and one thing I don't think anyone could have seen this: the Chiefs are two and three, guys. Some trash. The Chiefs are Over. two and three, Overrated. and their last Overrated. <laughs> Overrated. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, but obviously they're two and three. They're last in the NFC West. Over. Could the, you agree that under the Broncos of all teams? Could you agree that maybe the money just getting to their head? Because I know all those players are so high paid. Travis Kelsey's got maybe. A new, I, Travis Kelsey's got a new uh, 
deal that, like, guaranteed him so much money for a tight end. Patrick Mahomes went over it last episode, uh, like, 2,000 paid like a second. A, it's ridiculous. Uh, but, like, are you worried for the Chiefs? No, I don't care about the Chiefs. But, like, if, if I you was were a Chiefs, if I was fan, a Chiefs fan, if you were a Chiefs fan, I'm would you be worried? Chiefs. I'm worried for the are Chiefs. Are you worried, like, do you think they'll make the playoffs? No. Really? All right. I'm pretty sure uh, I th- John Gruden just got fired for the Raiders, too, didn't he? Yeah. yeah we'll we'll get sucks. into that in a second, but, uh. I mean, he's going on a winning streak, and then you fire your coach. Well, you know the reason why, right? No, I never really looked okay, into we'll it. Okay, we'll get into that. I but, never um, really looked into it. I just know that he's going on a winning so, streak. So, bottom line, you're not you're if you were a fan, you'd be worried for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. All right, I would probably agree with you just no because no playoffs. No, pl- I just can't get over that. No, if playoffs. they if they you don't have to go if they go out card? if they go out they could maybe clinch a wild card. Maybe. Well, okay, let's be honest. They're not going to win the division. I think the Chargers have that wrapped in the bag. Chargers, yeah, Chargers I think the, Bron- the Broncos are not going to keep it up. They'll probably falter when they actually have a hard schedule. Mm-hmm. Who else is left in the AFC West? The Raiders? Raiders. Raiders are in They're carried by, their, they're they're carried bad, by their offense. They're in a bad situation. And though. Carl Nassib, I think, is they're in a that poor situation. They're in a poor situation because they don't have a coach. Yeah. but Time for Derek Carr to step up. I think they might, at the moment, even though they're two and three, they're below five hundred. I think they might still be able to catch a wild card spot. I don't really know what their schedule's looking like, but I'll say I think they might catch a wild card spot. Yeah, I'll pull up the Chiefs' um, schedule. Um, let's see if they will catch anything. Here we go. Because uh, I know they. Ooh, have- Washington football team. Okay, mm. that's a win. Ah, that's close. That's a win. The their defense. If they lose to okay, if the if the past Super Bowl team champs lose to a team called football team, <laughs> I will lose all faith okay. in the New Okay, but it's not they don't really have a they don't they don't make a wild card. You don't think so? Nope. All right. Titans. Derrick Henry will just run right through them. True. Packers. Packers are NFC there, pal. I know they still play each other. Oh wait, they're playing the Packers. Oh, they're gonna lose that game. Uh, Cowboys. They'll win. You think so? I think they'll win. I think the Cowboys are still overrated. I think Cowboys kill them. All right. Uh, they should beat Raiders and Broncos. Chargers, they'll lose. Chargers, they'll lose. Steelers 100%. will be a good game. Steelers, I think they Bengals could be a good game. Holy crap, they might not make it. They'll All beat right. the Broncos. Well, that'll definitely be a test of time. We'll jump into our final topic. I'll, I'll give a little segue since Caleb doesn't know. Obviously, both the Jags and the Raiders have lost their... Uh, Head coach John Gruden was fired for making, I believe, misogynistic and racist. Like he, they brought like messages and stuff up. So he's out. He resigned. The Jaguars. That's <laughs> Urban Meyer. Meyer got cut. I'm not gonna say it since we're in a school setting, but just say it, it. it's not good. It's not good. I'm just not. Give me a little it. hint. <laughs> you know exact. Everyone knows what got caught. Like he he got caught bad. It was, was a it viral drugs? video. No, he got uh, caught at a party. That's all I'm going to say. There was... I'm not... Okay, <laughs> we're going to move past the point. The Jags are in a terrible position because, obviously, they suck. They suck, and John Gru- Like, the Raiders are just coachless right now. Who do you think's in a worse position? Uh, oh, and may Jags. I ask... 
May I add, the Raiders are, like, in the middle of their rebuilding process. So, Raiders, co- it was homophobic and misogynistic mm-hmm. uh, for John Gruden. I gotta search up Urban Myers. Okay. No, I won't. I don't know if I'll say it on. I just, I just assumed we both knew this. Urban Myers. He was, I'm not gonna let Caleb say it, but he was caught at a party and things happened. We'll just go with that. And there was a viral video. But moving past that, who do you think's in a worse position? Jags. You think the Jags are still in a worse position? Well, if you're looking at the teams, absolutely. Because cause you got the Raiders who have Derek Carr, who's been a solid quarterback. Sorry, okay, let me let me. Re- Darren Waller, Carl Nassib, Henry sorry, Ruggs. Sorry, sorry. Let's, let's, let me rephrase this. In five years, who do you think who do you think's going to look worse? Because the Jags are obviously – well, they're rebuilding. Jags. Every team's going to look bad when they're rebuilding. Jags. The Raiders are a mess. Raiders still have Darren Waller. <laughs> Darren Waller. <laughs> Darren Waller for MVP, guys. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of agree with you. I think who, I think whoever's going to have to take uh, the Raiders is just going to have a hell of a time. Just because they're just a mess. I, I don't really know what the Cavs face is looking like. I know they based, John Gruden basically scrapped that whole team. He's somewhat been successful with it, but yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you. I think the Jags are in a worse position. Do you think? I'll go back on to over under. Do you think Trevor Lawrence is? How do you? What do you overrated. think of Trevor Lawrence? Overrated. All right. I knew he was going to be one of the worst ones in that draft class. Well, is it necessarily because of him or because uh, of the team around him? Well, Justin Fields is doing just fine. Look what team he's on. <laughs> okay, I'm a Bears fan. That I know. Hurts. I know you are. <laughs> True. Well, Justin, okay, that's another topic. But, yeah, I would, I would have to agree with you. The Jags are definitely in a worse position. Mm-hmm. Did, did you ever figure out what Urban Meyer did? No, I couldn't find it. All right, we'll talk about it afterwards. This has been the H&D Podcast. <laughs> Done with episode two. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Hopefully we can keep pouring these things out. And have a great day. See ya.